0: Uh, by the way, you will be allowed to a calculator inside the exam. 0.3 and the value should be 9,000. So our ALE will be 9,000. Okay, so what exactly does that mean? That means I should not spend on fire equipment more than 9,000 per year. Because the amount that will the, the, the lost from fire will be 9000. So it doesn't make any sense that my loss will be 9000 and I'm going to spend 20000 on fire equipment. So this is a very important part inside risk, the cost effectiveness. It's not about just implementing the latest and the greatest technology to reduce the risk. It should be cost effective and actually Sometimes inside the exam, you will not get the question that straightforward, but he will give you a scenario. He going to say that a team is working on risk in an organization and they found that the asset value is that much. They found the exposure factor. This is the ARO and they will give you how much the company spent. So he will tell you the company has spent 14,000. Is it cost effective? Plus or minus so you need to calculate to be to understand how uh, how much they actually should be spending and how really they spend according to the question and you give your opinion this is not cost effective this is minus six thousand they spend more than should be expected so this is very very important formulas that you're going to need to memorize Uh, and as I told you the inputs that you'll be having inside the exam is that and uh, the assets values exposure factor they are and you're going to need to calculate SLE and you're going to need to calculate ALE and your objective is to understand the, how much you should spend on each thread because you do that for each thread fire, hacking, physical security any threads that you should expect you should do this calculation to be aware how much we need to spend on this specific control so very very important formula please write them down okay then the part or the vulnerability usually is coming from different places so it could be uh, uh, theoretical it could be actual exploitation safety so vulnerability could be different kind of vulnerability physical in technical we should consider all kinds of vulnerability and do the formula that I should I just show you the area of vulnerability also physical security people who's working in operation should be analyzing the physical security vulnerability electrical uh, software uh, network personal risk type we have the man-made risk which is something like internal risk uh, uh, theft. Uh, employee mistakes or natural disaster risk things that you can do nothing about it. So if you are in an area where there is a lot of tornado and flood, you have to work with that. I mean, you you can do nothing about it. So when we are doing risk, we need to identify all the risks that we are expected, right? But when you do that, when you start sitting and you should because actually this is not easy to sit and to start thinking about everything bad that may happen in different area in physical security in technical security in personnel in HR it's not easy but you'll end up with a huge amount of risk so I cannot assign or put a countermeasure for each one of them it will be endless because you know sometimes you have thousand of risk not just hundred so after doing after identifying the risk we need to identify the term uh, to determine the probability and to put some priority on the risk some priority need to be taken uh, into consideration let me give you an example assume that we are in an organization that and we are doing a risk assessment so we start identifying the risk Now, this specific organization exists in a a city where there is a lot of tornado and flood. So this has been considered as a risk because it may happen and it may end up with closing our business for a few days until the problem, losing some customer. I need to consider that. But also we have a risk, for instance, for earthquake but this is very very rare that happen i mean it happen every like 20 30 years now if i have a budget to buy some control should i divide the budget equally on those two specific risk definitely not i need to give one of them more priorities than other because according to that uh, the tornado is happening every year so the probability of happening is very high So I have to assign a budget for that. Well, the other one need to be considered. But since it's a very rare threat, so I need to allocate lower budget. So when we are doing that, the identifying risk, you need to put priority because you will not be able to uh, mitigate all kind of risk. In doing priority, we have a qualitative and quantitative analysis. Quantitative means I'm giving a priority according to some number I have. The last 10 year, a fire happened every year i know this is very i mean uh, pessimistic but for instance so i have i'm putting periodology according to number while qualitative risk analysis mean identifying the probability of the risk but based on the best practice like i'm saying this most likely to happen i cannot put the figures but i'm putting most likely or uh, 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 will not happen so I'm, I'm giving names but i cannot give numbers so this is how to identify the qualitative analysis likelihood uh, we need to know the risk we need to know the impact this is the formula i was telling you about extremely important and uh, you should understand what is a qualitative analysis and quantitative uh, analysis very important thing about the safeguard or about the countermeasure it should be cost effectiveness you will be re- requested to evaluate the effectiveness of the cost from the question it should reduce the risk you should not implement a control that will increase the risk and it should be practical not a theoretical uh, part so when you implement a control it should match those points. So, should not suggest theoretical things that cannot be implemented. But the first one cost effective, and this is what he may ask you inside the exam. And as I told you, it will not be a straightforward question. He will give you the scenario, he will tell you how much they spend on a countermeasure, and he will ask your opinion. So, you need to calculate and you need to get the annual lost expectancy and to figure out what is the better amount to be or the best amount to be spent on this specific risk. Let's take an exam question related to risk management. Uh, Risk management can be very complex and overwhelming. It's virtually impossible to consider every possible scenario during a risk analysis, which is true, very hard to analyze all uh, different scenario or all possible scenario however, threats are uh, uh, methods available that can be produce better results which of the following would provide the best results when carrying out risk analysis do more quality analysis more qualitative analysis which we explained before use manual audit use existing automated tools or focus primarily on the critical assets so which one is the best way for doing risk analysis what do you think doing a qualitative analysis you remember that qualitative analysis it's a part of the risk analysis it's not the full process so definitely this is not the right one use a manual audit and manually mean it's not precise or it will not be uh, uh, effective focus primarily on the critical assets this is also a part of the risk analysis but it's not the full risk analysis so the right answer will be using an existing automated tool because the automated tool will have a lot of scenarios will have a lot of built-in capabilities surveys and so on so it will give you better results and the Explanation of this question, as you can see, is that using an automated tools, which is usually uh, uh, has a lot of uh, uh, information uh, in their database that can be used right away, instead instead of figuring uh, uh, those information out, will give you a better result. So, the points that I'm trying to raise here, first, that when it comes to things like risk analysis or risk assessment using an automated tool it's much more effective and will give you better results that's why in the next lectures I will forward to two of the major automated tools that we usually use uh, in risk assessment those are expensive tools uh, by the way but you should be aware of them because as we agreed at the beginning it's not about the concept but also you need to know what is in the market today in case you set for an interview or uh, you join a job where they are using these tools the next lecture it's not a part of the exam but just showing you a couple of tools like Archer for instance from RSA which is a very effective risk assessment tool or ARIS they also have a GRC and so on but I believe Archer is most common and used in different entity So I just want to show you one of those automated tools for your own knowledge, not for the exam purpose. Another point that I would like to clarify is that a very important uh, factor that you need to consider to pass the exam is to think like IC square. This is quite important because sometimes you may find one of those answers more realistic to you. It's not about what is realistic to you. It's what about IC square is thinking very very important to get their mentality to be able to pass the exam and you'll get that by time you don't have to worry about that we're gonna take a lot of exam questions and you start you will know how IC square are thinking and you're gonna get the the same mentality after finishing the risk management we're gonna move to the business continuity planning and disaster recovery planning Now, risk management in the previous uh, version of CISSP was a domain by itself and business continuity and disaster recovery was a different domain. So, by combining them together, they make the first domain one of the biggest domains in the course. Business continuity planning is a very important topic and it has a lot of terminology that you need to be aware of and you will find good amount of question inside the exam about the BCP and DRP so please study this part of the domain very well take notes and after finishing the domain i'm going to show you the best way to practice the exam question related to those domain so let's start defining the business continuity planning and disaster recovery and different terminology related to them and how to create them besides the different documents that is included in the BCP and DRP. Now our first objective will be to explain what is the difference between Business Continuity or BCP and Disaster Recovery Plan or DRP. Business Continuity is mainly a business document and we try in such document to identify all our business function and to give them priority and to uh, see how to recover the business what is the most important business function to recover first so business continuity it's a business document it's not a technical document while disaster recovery it's a technical document and once we finish this part we are gonna see the Sunflower document and see the definition for both of them in in the Sunflower document so let me give you a small example assume that you are a training center so training center what exactly the type of server he's providing it's providing it provide training and to be able to run the business what do you need I need